You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, and welcome to The Compass, the podcast documenting the struggles of life as an artist. I'm Leah Walsh. Hi, my guest today is Jordan Geiger. Jordan and I went to Juilliard together as actors back in the day. We overlapped by a year or two. And since then, he's decided to stop acting and is now pursuing photography full time. I was so curious to speak with him about that transition and what he's interested in exploring these days um, in the medium of photography. He is in the midst of moving from New York to LA as we speak. So Jordan, I hope that is going really smoothly. And you can check out his beautiful work at jjgeigerphotos.com. He takes just beautiful, intimate portraits. So you should definitely look them up. And I hope you enjoy the 138th episode of The Compass. So how do you try to keep from going to the dark side as an artist? Well, I knew this was your first question, so <laughs> I've had time to kind of think about it. Um, and I guess what does the dark side look like for you most often as well as kind of wrapped up in that? Well, I think the dark side looks like me not believing in myself anymore. Um it's, it's like the moment where you feel like, oh, I, I can't even get behind me. So how can I expect anybody else to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's like, when you're there, it's like, what else? What else is there then? Which is terrifying. Um, because I think what we do as artists, as freelancers, as anybody who's creative or creating, especially to make a living, is constantly having to promote and toot your own horn in a, in a good way in a, or hopefully in a good way um and so when I feel like I don't even know how to do that how to right how to promote myself how to feel good about my work or my worth um I think I think I just have to I think I just know it's gonna pass I know like give it some time try not to be too hard on yourself um kind of just like weather the storm um because i i'm like also sort of prone to little bouts of depression or it's something that that i know like will come every couple of months and so i've learned oh this is that feeling again. Right. I've survived this before. Right. And the only thing I can do is just <clears throat> bear down, <laughs> relax if I can. I don't know. Try to maybe like do something active and just know it's going to, it's going to yeah. pass. What do you um, do when you have, when you have obligations that you have to work or be creative during those times mm-hmm. when you are feeling like. Well, weirdly why, enough, I, why is this? I think those are the. I think it's not happening in those moments because because I'm doing something, because gotcha. I'm working. Gotcha. It's like it's like as soon as I have any downtime or <clears throat> an elongated period where I don't have anything to do is when, yeah, <laughs> that all comes down. And the second somebody's like, "Hey, can you do this for me?" I'm like, "Oh my god, yeah, totally. Yeah, no worries. I'm I've, so I've been this. fine this whole time." <laughs> um, yeah. 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 That is so tricky because that it's like you have no, you have very little control 
over when someone else asks you for work. Right. I mean, you can always give yourself yeah. assignments or give yourself projects to work on. Um, yeah, I was just listening yeah, to question. I was listening to Trevor Noah be interviewed by I forget I forget who was interviewing, but he was talking about how he also deals with some depression and um, and I think I'm really similar to him. <laughs> I'm so similar to Trevor Noah. <laughs> We're similar in this that he he talked about um, he'll have like a day where he accomplishes so much. And he feels so good. And then it's the next day where he's like, well, what now? Because I, hmm. I did everything that I needed to do. And that's like the, the darkness. Right. Yeah. Do you feel like with those reoccurring bouts of depression, were you aware of them when you were younger? When do you feel like you well, articulated that for yourself? My mom always told me to be aware of that because it's, it's um, constant on my dad's side. It's pretty, mm. <clears throat> it's in the family. And I never really felt like, um, you know, I, I, I don't need medication for it. It's not, um, that's not how I have been able to deal with it or need to deal with it. But I feel like maybe, I feel like maybe in college is when I really started to notice it. Um, and that Juilliard was college for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Juilliard was undergrad. undergrad. Yeah. Um, but it was like, it was like in relationship to like breakups or it was like the big kind of like heartbreaks that happened first. It it didn't feel like it was in relation to school or like anything (laughs) that I was like doing or not doing in school. Or like just a chemical thing coming out of your body. Yeah. Yeah. It was like. It seemed justified in a way. Yeah. Yeah. But then I think I started to realize like, oh, sometimes it would come on not during those periods and and I think I felt like well everybody must deal with it this way or or have these feelings and then I kind of started to realize oh I don't think actually everyone does um and these sort of like three-day periods of just like oh god I I'm I'm nothing I'm this is not gonna work out at all this is gonna totally fail and and I'm not going to get out of this feeling. Um, right. And then one day, you know, you just wake up and you're out of it. And So we're going to talk about all sorts of things. Huh. But I'm curious how you would describe your work as an artist right now. Because I know, mm. obviously, when we were in school together, you were focusing mostly on acting. Now you do a ton of photography. Yeah. When people ask you what you do, what do you say these days? I say I'm a photographer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do, which is weird. And I think that's also why I had to kind of don a little um, pseudonym in a, in a way. First, I was like, I have to, I'm not acting anymore. It's not my life. I don't, and I don't want that. But I feel like my name is attached to that person just or that Just going career. by Jordan. Yeah, just going by Jordan. So I was like, I'm just going to like change my my like Instagram name that has my photo work on it to JJ because my middle name's Joseph and people call me JJ. And then <laughs> now it's kind of this thing where people are like, what do I call you? Because <laughs> I'll still sign emails and stuff, Jordan, or it's just like this weird little thing. Um, but yeah, I say I'm a photographer and um, I, I don't act at all anymore. And I mean, I will if people, if people want me to help out on like a reading or a, you know, a short film or something and, I feel like it's kind of low stakes, but I don't, I feel like those skills are not in my body anymore or like they're not as easily accessible hmm. as before. Like I think I'd have to really like go back to school again in a way. <laughs> like how does this, how do I work this? How do I like, how do I breathe how do I do when I'm scene study? <laughs> like, yeah. How do I breathe? Um, but I think it's the, I've had a lot of time to think about it cause I couldn't help but feeling like I had abandoned this thing that I spent a lot of time doing and in like, you know, the best institution in the world that very few people get to go to. And I felt really grateful to be there. And then to feel like I'm not doing that anymore was right. kind of a hard thing to separate from. Right. Cause you almost feel like that's like an investment. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. And so it took me a while to figure out, um, it's actually all the same in all of that work is the exact same work that I'm doing now. It's, it's still storytelling. It's still 
um, dealing with people one-on-one in a really intimate way. It's, yeah, it's all the same. It's just still image. Have you always been into photography? Kind of. Or did it happen after school? My grandpa was a photographer um, for the Navy, and so he... He gave me his cameras in high school, and I would just play around with them. Um, and then I think film, movies, film was like always my deep love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after school, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like get into that world. I'm gonna start making films. And I was like, Oh my god, this is so hard. This is like, <laughs> even just to like make a little short one takes up so much time and money and other people's time and money and I was like I need to have a thing that I can just have for myself in this moment and it was you know it's it was just a still image rather than a moving one yeah so that's kind of, that's where I am now when you started playing around with it has um your evolution as of a photographer has it mostly been just through the practice of it or have you found certain resources or did you take little classes or things to like move your training on more quickly? I thought about it, but then everyone I talked to or heard they were like, don't, don't waste your time going back to school for photos. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like going to art school again. It's yeah. just like, you can go on YouTube and that's pretty much where I learned everything. Technically it was just YouTube tutorials. So There's like, useful. it's so amazing. I mostly use it for like home repairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same thing. You're like, I don't know how to do this. And someone's like, well, I've made this video for a million and a half people. So I wonder if one day I'm going to feel so compelled to make an instructional YouTube video uh-huh. to share with others. What would it be? About I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what would I feel that strongly about that? I would say, yeah, we're like this thinking about needs to be shared. Buying a car. Are we gonna need to buy a car in LA? And I was like, I've never had to buy a car in my life. I don't know what to do. We lease one. Do we get a used? Like, what is this? And so I right. went to YouTube, and there's this like old mechanic who's like, I've done this for 50 years. This is how you. This is how you check the car is good and make sure that you call the insurance. And I was just like, Oh my god, I would have no idea. Tell me all the things. Yeah, YouTube is amazing. It's it's <laughs> truly like where I learned all the technical stuff. And what has it been like like building your business? Is your freelance work as a photographer your main income now? Do you still do how do you put together the like financial quilt of being an artist? Well, I was serving like pretty full time. So basically like two thousand sixteen, which was like the worst year for Everybody America. on the face of the planet <laughs> was also the worst year of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, there was so much death around me and loss and divorce and like like every possible um, version of loss happened in that year. Mm. And, and that was also the year that I was like, I don't think I want to act anymore. Um, and so I was just in restaurants full time and had nothing else to do and it was horrible it was I was so sad and depressed and in the dark place and I was just starting to do photos and I got fired from that restaurant job and I was like okay I have to figure out how to make money off of this because I can't I can't be in restaurants anymore um I was also dealing with like so much social anxiety from all of the the loss it just like yeah made me not be able to have small talk conversations (laughs) I was like, I don't know. Death is happening everywhere. How do you want that steak cooked? <laughs> tell you I am. <laughs> yeah. um, so I just started, I think, trying to take my work more. Or I think I tried to understand my worth more as an artist. Um, and even if I didn't really believe it, I kind of had to fake it mm. just so I could not be in that restaurant anymore in the business but it's also a really good survival job so i i basically am like half and half at this point i i cut my time down in restaurant work by by half and the other half is photos and sometimes photos are really slow and it's really scary and thank god i have a little side gig um but it's i'm I'm, 
working my way to the full full income. Yes. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Good. I know. So close. I know. It's... Have you has there been anything surprising or surprisingly tricky about figuring out what you do when your photography is your business and how you write contracts or how you ask for money or like stuff like that. I think that or how you negotiate for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to lowball because I don't want to lower the bar for everybody else. Right. But I also know I don't have certain skills and I, and I would be lying to you if I said I could charge you for X, Y, and Z. Um, but I think the, I think kind of the biggest shock was moving more into the fashion world and really understanding that there is zero money there and you will actually spend money, your own money on shoots. Really? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Which you would never guess. You would never guess because it's all luxury and... Are they... But it's all Is it kind of like acting where they're like, this is going to be such a great showcase for you. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You don't need real money. And people are like, sure, because I need to be seen. Right. Which is like not okay. We have to pay artists and it's a really bad cycle because we want our work in publications. Publications, well, there's not really money in print at all anymore, but they also need content. Um, so it's this sort of like you find the person who needs the content, they need your work, and it feels like a fair trade in a way, but nobody is getting paid. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it seems it's just it's an illusion. It's like totally <laughs> like Bizarre. everyone everyone looks great and is at parties and is having a great time, but it's like nobody's making money from this and nobody is paying their bills from this. Everyone is like doing headshots for money or restaurant work or like some sort of side gig. Have you met a lot of other photographers <clears throat> who you're able to like talk about the nitty gritty of like, okay, how do you approach this? How do you do this? What do you make? A little bit. A little bit. I feel like not as transparent as I would want to be, or maybe I also lie to myself a little bit and think, oh, they're making it work somehow. I'm I'm like a little bit underneath them. I'm a couple steps below. So I feel like it's that trick of like, I want to be seen on the same level as these people, but I can't show my cards and be like, what do you, how do you do this? Right, right, right. But I think that's, who cares, right? It's like, we need to just talk to each other and be open about these things because otherwise we're just, uh, you're just alone and nobody's actually like getting what they should be getting. Right. Yeah. No, and it's all very similar. I, I had um, Marla Phelan on. Do you know Marla? Mm-mm. She was a dancer in my class at mm. Juilliard and she's done a, a lot of like big shows and stuff and now she's freelancing and she said the exact same thing about like if I do movement direction or something and I end up having to pass on a gig to someone else, I tell them like this is what you should charge because this is what I would charge. That's really good. You know, and yeah. you want ev- everyone to keep that bar because mm-hmm. otherwise it'll, you know, end yeah. up messing it up for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... um I feel like there's maybe like a little more territorial feelings around the photo world or um, I think because the paid gigs are so few and far between, it's like you don't pass. (laughs) Mm. So everyone is kind of like holding down their territory, holding down that job. Right. Is my feeling. I don't know if any of that's true. It's just sort of like from from the outside a little bit that I'm like, I feel like this is kind of how this is working. <laughs> <laughs> and that's also why I'm like, is this the right world for me? Is that what I want to be a part of? Right. Is that the work that I want to be doing? Cause I also don't really, <clears throat> maybe I'm like showing all my cards t- today. Maybe I'm never going to get hired <laughs> after this, but I also like don't particularly care about fashion or, um, I think it can be a really great, self use of self-expression and um and a form of identity but i I think like the actual business of it i just have really strong ethical feelings against it i feel like it's really it's no good so (laughs) i know i'm like i'm always just oscillating between that like 
do I want to be here? Do I not want to be here? What's your favorite kind of work? I, like if you, for a paid gig, mm-hmm. like what's your favorite? People. Kind of it's like, it's got to be people first and foremost. Like someone with a story. It's like, it's just like a portrait. It's just like them not trying to sell me anything. They're yeah. just like, it's just about their story. And if there's like a fun fashion element, that's great, but it, I don't. It's about them expressing themselves. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. It's just to elevate who they are. Right. Yeah. Instead of what the shirt is or something. Totally. Yeah. 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 I know. I, there's uh, there's one gig coming up that I'm excited about. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to jinx it just in case it gets canceled or something like that. Fair but yeah. <laughs> but but it's exactly that, and it's like, oh, this is gonna be. These are the people. That's the. That's the kind of thing when you like look back, I think, on your work. That's the stuff I'll be really proud about. Yeah. Cause it's like, what are you saying to the world, really? Yeah. Um, everybody should go check out his website because there's some beautiful, beautiful pictures in there. Um, I saw those pictures that you took recently with Pippa. Yeah. Who was in your class yeah. at Juilliard, our friend Pippa Sue. Um, and I was like, how amazing. I always love, I mean, when you see friends acting in the same thing together, mm-hmm. or in this case, like just knowing that you took those photos of her for whatever magazine yeah. that was we or whatever website. Yeah. How fun. It was so fun. I know. I feel the same way seeing all this um, Shakespeare in the park right now. Mm-hmm. I got to see it. It was oh, so good. I've heard it's so good. so good. I've heard it's so good. But yeah, Grant and Jeremy, who were in my class, mm-hmm. and then Danielle, it's like, that's the dream. Really exciting. That's the dream, right? Yeah. <laughs> to like do a play with your family. Yeah. You're like, we know how this works. Yeah. Yeah. We vibe already. Have you been able to? You know, I I did the, I, I've been taking a break from acting because of the baby. I've been mm-hmm. doing the day job thing. Mm-hmm. But the last show I did was a version of Uncle Vanya with some of my best friends from undergrad. Oh my from gosh. before Juilliard. How wild. And my best friend uh, directed Oh. So that was really, really special. Yeah. And it was so much fun. Yeah. I could have done it forever. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing. It's like, sometimes it can look like nepotism in a way, but it's also like, nah, we just want to be around people that we love and that we, if we're going to like do this thing, be yeah. in a room together for six weeks, like let's just, let's be with people we like. Oh, and you have that history together where like half the work is already done. Yeah, totally. Um, I would love that. What does your family make of you making your living as an artist? My mom was always really supportive. Because I went to an arts high school. and In Colorado. Yeah. With like, we have like a weird Juilliard lineage too. It's Did like, you go to the same one as Gabe? Yeah, Gabe, okay. Justine, me, and then there's like some now after me who would have been like eighth graders or something when I graduated but um yeah she, uh, she was always really supportive I think it was I think it was really hard for her to understand the switch into something else because it was like wait you went to Juilliard though <laughs> like right don't you isn't that aren't you set up in a way or aren't you like why would you not want to follow that um so it took a while for me to convince her in a way that like yeah it is it's still the same and it's it's also not what I want to do, so yeah. why why would I keep doing it? <laughs> um, but they're, yeah, she's good now. She's really cool. Do you have siblings? No, I do now, after this wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Some um, adult step-siblings? Yeah, I do. I, have, I now have, what, two stepbrothers and one stepsister. And what does your mom do? She's a real estate agent. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I... I'm her only child. I basically grew up an only child. My dad has two sons who are 10 years older than I am. So I, I, they were never, they lived with us when I was young, but I never really, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, my best friend's family was like my, my family for sure. And they were big. I think I was like, Oh my God, I'm so tired of being alone. I, I, I need people. <laughs> That's the best. When Just you, me and you my find mom. Your adopted like, yeah. People. Yeah, and they are. Your they were all. Family. That was a weird thing. Is like, my mom just got married this weekend, and it's 
half of it is my friends because they're basically her kids too. Yeah. It was really beautiful. Mm. Yeah. That's so sweet. And you're about to move to LA with your husband who's also an artist. Yeah. He's so a writer, right? Yeah, but he kind of had the same trajectory. He went to the like Canadian version of Juilliard and then moved here 11 years ago um, as an actor, made his own work, you know, was doing the audition thing. And then he got into writing and he wrote this film and that film got him on a TV show as a writer and it's kind of snowballed in that way. He's just like a real genius at storytelling. He's really good at it. <laughs> you know? What are you guys looking forward to about the change of location? How do you think it's going to like influence your work too? Oh my God. I mean, just like the lighting alone for me is like <laughs> As a it's huge raining difference. and gray outside yeah. all day today. In New York. Like, it's going to be light for me. I'm not going to yeah. have to like. That's true. Be just worried. practically. Yeah, yeah, practically. But also, I grew up in Denver and I love. I was born out there too um, in LA. So I, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of in my bones. I love the outdoors, I love the ocean and hiking and. I feel like I feel like we really had a I feel like we had a successful New York go. Like 11 years is a long time and yeah. we we're leaving thrived. On a high note. Yeah, I feel like great, <laughs> we did this and like now I want a little more of a livable life. I want like space and a little I don't want to have to work so hard just to meet the minimum. Right. You know. And we're going to still have to work really hard. It's not like the cheapest city in the world, but um there's more work for him. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of interested to just see. I don't really... I shoot mostly in my house, so it's like that alone is going to be yeah. a completely new aesthetic because who knows where I'll be? The desert. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited. Do you have a lot of friends who are based out there now? Yeah, we do actually. Good. Yeah. Yeah, we won't be so lonely. He also can't drive, so... Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> maybe chauffeur. Thank goodness for Lyft. I know. <laughs> I know it's gonna be really good though. Are there any lessons that you've learned over the last couple of years that you're really proud of? It can be something yeah. small. Yeah. Well, I feel like I mean I I feel like this is such a good time to come and talk with you because I feel like I feel like just now I've come to a place out of. 2016 and like all that that was and the heartache and shock and death and like real trauma like there was real trauma there um that I think just sort of like shook me to my core of like who who am I and what do I want to do and say and with my life if it's this short um or could be this short mm -hmm. and um I feel like I'm like just now, <clears throat> I feel like what that did to me was kind of debilitated me because it, you kind of, you peek behind the curtain and you see the illusion. And for me at first it made me go, well, what's the point then? What are we doing? And that's not active or, um, didn't generate anything. And I think I'm just now getting to a place where it's like, great that's the illusion so now we get to play and make fun of it and have a sense of humor about it mm. and, I, and I, I think just within like the last couple of months even I feel like oh I can I can like get beside myself a little bit more I can like kind of I feel good about yeah. who I am <laughs> a little bit of lightness yeah less yeah. stress about things maybe a lot less great yeah i don't know if that's like a a, a yeah. real lesson but that is a big lesson <laughs> jordan <laughs> that's a lesson that is a life lesson that's a big life lesson oh, goodness. took a long time and sometimes you have to relearn it but yeah or like you know it like i always remember ralph you know it's like you know it here i'm pointing to my head podcast <laughs> people you know it in your head but you like need to know it in your heart and in your gut yeah and I, and I think it's like now my gut. It's sinking. Yeah. Yeah.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What sorts of themes are you most interested in in your photography? Like, if you're just mm-hmm. taking just for yourself, what would you be doing? Um, I feel like my work always centers around queerness, um, queer people, but I also feel like I don't try to make political art in any way, but I also feel like because of who I am and that I'm photographing queer people, it's just going to be innately political. Mm -hmm. Um, but like I had this series called recreation or recreation, just depending on what you wanted to how you saw it but I just sort of felt like my work was like kind of recreational in a way it's like it's like um it's easy and soft but it's also looking at things in a skewed kind of queer way so it's it's almost sort of like looking at the mainstream and and seeing like what's right underneath that what's like the slightly queered version of that sort of like infiltrating a little bit I love that. Yeah. I love that word. <laughs> Which one? Infiltrate. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I think about that a lot in my work. Mm. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't mind. I, I could do like the, I could do the commercial version, but like I just want to like twist it just enough that people are like, what is it what is that's not there? totally how I think I know this? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, also, as I was like internet stalking your website... Um, I saw that you took some photos of Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. How did that happen? Slash, what was that like? So this might be an interesting conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Especially with what we're talking about, because I just had a friend who knew someone who was working for his campaign or a donor for the campaign, and um, it was his first New York fundraising event, and I got called the day of, because the campaign kind of last minute was like, oh, we also need like a couple of photographers. So I got called last minute just because I knew somebody. Um, so it's basically simple as that. Yeah. It was like, like it was me and this other photographer, um, who were kind of with him from, from like the beginning, you know, sort of like quiet, intimate moment going Mm -hmm. out into the crowd, giving his amazing speech. And I also was, I'm like a, I, I, I think he's incredible. I want him to, uh, he would be an amazing presence. So I already was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> I can't believe I'm just like supposed to follow him. It was, I'm, I, I was like, I'm a real fan, you know, <laughs> like yeah. I'm a real fan of his. And, um, <laughs> so we were, yeah, I just followed him all night and, um, it's, I don't know, event photography is like really hard. You're dealing with so many people, right. other photographers from publications, all the people that are there. Um, but I mean, that's sort of like the, the basic simple story. I'm just a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the next day I saw the other photographer that I was with had posted, Hey, I'm, you know, I did this last night and I was like, Oh, okay, great. I'll, I, then I sure I can too. So I posted the photos and, um, I got this call from the guy who had hired me and he was like, um, hey, you know, I, I really love your work and I, you know, I, I salivate over it. And when I get my abs, I want you to take some photos of me. And I was like, where is this going? Like, what's, why are you calling me? And he was like, I just feel like, um, you know, he's getting traction and people are going to want to start using things against him. And we just feel like his face against your work. Like on your Instagram on my feed Instagram, with your other photos. Yes. Could be viewed as like, pornographic is what he said or um just like oh they they could Ooh. say pornographic photographer took photos of people to judge and i just <clears throat> it's such and a this was not something that you had discussed beforehand of like don't share the photos afterwards no like, never and i was also like well you knew who you hey it's not pornographic i mean if it it is if you want it to be if you're gonna look at it that way then it is but it's not <laughs> <laughs> you know like that says more about you than it does about my work Mm -hmm. um 
but yeah, you, you knew who I was. You knew what my work was when you hired me. Uh, and it's, you and assume that like, that's part of what attracted them to you. Yeah. When the or, opportunity was presented or through the friend or whatever. Yeah. It was whatever it was. It was like, I don't, hmm. I, th- I think the harder thing was here's a gay person hiring another gay person to take photos of the first gay presidential candidate. Um, but you're not allowed to talk about that or share that. Right. Sort of like or you can come to the party, that. but you don't get to partake. Yeah. You don't get to talk about it. Um, which I think is just like a bigger conversation about gay people in mainstream and also like within our own community, how we are still kind of policing each other Mm -hmm. and policing the right amount of queerness, whatever that may mean. But there is like a threshold that I think, oh, if you cross that, you're doing bad for us. Right. Yeah. And that's happening... With, uh, with the female candidates as well, I think. Yeah, Those yeah. conversations of, like, what is elect- what would elect be electable mm-hmm. for everyone? What would they see as acceptable or accept as a leader? Right. I think yeah, it's like, similar. How should we in, um, present ourselves to be palatable to them? Yeah. The same yeah. thing, yeah. And I think even sometimes worse because you have to deal with image, the way your voice sounds. Yeah all of that nonsense, you know, like the way Hillary was just scrutinized. And I, I understand that impulse because I guess there's something that makes you feel like this is so precious. I don't want to overthrow and like mm-hmm. lose my shot. Yeah. I'm, I totally in theory understand and on principle and like, I, I get what you're talking about, but you also are missing the main point yeah. of this. The main point yeah. and the main opportunity. Yeah. And I'm not going to, if you think this will be used, I'm not going to give anybody ammo to use against Pete because I think he's fantastic and I want him to win. But also, you're wrong. Pretend reality didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. happen. <laughs> yeah. And you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, and you're wrong. Just you're just wrong. Fascinating. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is fascinating. I think it's just like um, it's like an opportunity thing. I think because there's few opportunities for queer people for women. Yeah, you're going to be policed by your own community in different ways. You're going to, especially in politics, because it's like, well, we have to, right. we have to like create the the best one. There's and already other you, layers on top of everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This just occurred to me with Instagram and like social media and everybody, everything being so visual and everyone feeling such ownership over images with mm-hmm. being able to have the phones with the cameras and take their own pictures and share them and let's just copy paste up online. How do you feel that has affected you as someone who like, this is your product? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm articulating no, that I'm, well. No, you, you have <laughs> very well. I think, um, yeah, it's, it's really accessible and iPhone cameras are really good. So it's really easy to make content I think for me, that's maybe why I have, I only shoot on film for my personal projects. And I think that's just something you can't replicate. And you, if you want to have that, you have to learn. Um, so I, I guess that's the thing that kind of makes it a little different or a little left of center. Um, but there are like really good photographers who only use iPhones <laughs> I know <laughs> and who are also are sort of like making a thing out of it um, which is also really smart of like that's this their is, selling point yeah this yeah. is shot on oh, iPhone this is several films that way that yeah. that's like their marketing point yeah and they're great yeah. I think for me I just I don't know I like tangible things me too yeah I like records and books and films and I like being being able to touch it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever feel any sort of um, frustration over like your the way your images are shared online? Hmm. Since it's not always in your control. Sometimes, only a few times, people will 
add their own filter onto a, an image I made for them. Oh. So they don't have to be like, can you not put an Instagram filter on, <laughs> on <laughs> this that thing image? I that's really all, hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think it's, and I don't blame them. I think it's just like a thing that we go to of like, oh great, it's on Instagram. Now I can like doctor it up and do whatever I want. But it's like, oh, I don't know, I was hired to like, right make this for you and that's what i made my name's gonna be on it hopefully if they credit you yeah yeah (laughs) yeah hopefully i know yeah that's a that that's another thing it's that credit thing which i feel like i'm on two sides about because sometimes i feel like well it's not about you as the photographer it's about whatever that thing is but i also understand that that we need credit where credit is due Oh, and that, that can be the positive thing about Instagram is like, it really does make it so easy to be like, oh, I like this picture. This person took that picture. Let me scroll over here. And yeah. like, oh, look at all the other cool pictures. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to think of for this or whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of amazing artists out there that I would have never have found if it weren't for Instagram. I feel like I've only in the last year, year and a half, finally probably used it more the way people other people use it (laughs) for a long time i was very determined i was like it's so weird i would only ever have you know look at people i know's photos i don't want and my profile's still private but um and now i've gotten a little more into like oh these public figures who i am interested in or yeah yeah products i'm interested in or even like as a mom yeah there's like certain hashtags yeah yeah. so all these things you know like now that she's eating solid foods there's all these things about (laughs) beautiful pictures of like the beginner foods people oh, yeah, are serving yeah. their babies. Oh, like, yeah, and like recipes. Interesting. And, yeah. So interesting all it's of amazing. a sudden. It's also, it's also so weird. Like, if you think about, oh, if Instagram went down, <laughs> what would a lot of us have mm. as a business? As, yeah. Right. Very true. Yeah. Uh, mm. um, do you have any artistic mentors who have been important to you? Hmm. your career yeah, uh yeah i've had i've had mentors i've had people like show me the ropes or teach me the sort of technical side it's hard i guess you don't always have to look up to a mentor i, I think that's where i'm like getting caught up is that i'm like yeah i've had mentors i've had people who like taught me things but then there comes a time where i felt like uh oh it's just it's time to separate it's time mm. to i'm no longer gaining or learning the way that I was before. I, I think I always was somebody who just was like so fascinated by, by, um, just other artists. So I just was like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I love photo books and I I like love looking at images from like the fifties and like how people were, crafting the most beautiful images forever ago um so i don't yeah i don't think i've had like one person to kind of yeah show me everything that wasn't a great answer <laughs> that's okay <laughs> just because i ask a question doesn't mean it's like <laughs> the most important one for you true true um we don't have to talk about this if you don't want to but I was wondering, since you and your husband are both artists, like, how do you kind of balance out supporting each other and being in a relationship with someone who's, on one hand, like, kind of understands the struggle, on the Mm -hmm. other hand, is, like, dealing with those exact same frustrations Mm -hmm. in a way that can be hard. (laughs) Oh, my God. It is. It is like a seesaw. It's like, Yeah. yeah, one day I'm up and he's down, and then the next day it's the opposite. He was really amazing and supportive of of this transition into photo work um because i wasn't doing it when we met and then when we moved into our apartment i was like this place is huge i'm just gonna like start shooting my friends here it's kind of how it started um and he was so supportive um and also he's so creative so a couple of times he would be around be like oh you should try this you should have them over there you should shoot them like this so i feel like i really got lucky that way and then, um, you know, it's, he writes for a TV show and he gets paid really well. And then the TV show is like probably canceled. And then it's like, you know, right. yeah, he's, 
maybe you know you maybe have to go back to the day job you maybe have to it's a it is a like true back and forth of both of us multiple times a day being like oh my god i'm so scared and the other being like it's gonna be okay like, and then like are we gonna be okay yeah are we and yes, then it's switched okay. like are five we? minutes later <laughs> where he's like oh my god i'm so scared and i'm like it's gonna be okay <laughs> yeah i think we we balance each other out really well that way that's great yeah so when you do find yourself in that dark place are there any tangible things that you reach for again mm. and again like books that you reread or music you listen to or places you go mm -hmm. um i feel like i i feel like i love i think like i love really sad music when i'm sad i understand that you know, yeah <laughs> it's, it's like, like indulgent yeah you're like oh, i'm gonna feel this way i'm gonna really feel this way um, so there's like a couple of artists that I'm like, yeah, just put that on and just be so sad. Like the <laughs> deepest sadness. Um, I try to, I try to like stay active. I try to at least just like go to the gym. Even if I get there and I'm like, I can't be here. If there's, it's like too overwhelming. At least I'm like, okay, well you took a walk. You yeah. did something, something active. Um, and <laughs> honestly, lately... I really think a lot about RuPaul because I think that he's like such a, a like weird prophet and like, <laughs> you know, all that like peeking behind the curtain stuff is like all him. That's like, I think he really has found a way to, to play with life. And I think when you can not take it so seriously, you can like think about the fun that can be had. That always helps me a little bit. There's like one interview in Vulture that he did that I was looking at the other day, actually. And it's from, I don't know, maybe like four years ago. Um, that's really, that's really good. There's good nuggets in I there. Look yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's I like in to, a pink suit standing in front of the Hollywood sign. Look for that, that interview. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. And then the last question is, have you seen anything recently of any, any art form that you want to share? recommend, oh recommend. Um, Fleabag season two is one of the most genius, perfect <laughs> seasons of TV. Did you see it? We're just finishing the first season, so I will see oh. it. I'm very excited about it. Season two, it's like it's like true perfection. Okay. And then I also just well, it's not new, but I just made my way through the comeback. Both yes. seasons. Oh. Amazing. Amazing. It took me a long time to watch that. I didn't watch the first one until the second one had come out. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Amazing. It's so good. So both of those two things. Um, I love that. I'm not exactly sure the parallels, but I love that you were watching them both around the there's same time. There's something though, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something very similar in there. Um, Lisa Kudrow. Oh my God. Oh my God. She's so good. She's so good. Yeah, I feel like we watch, we'll watch a lot of TV. It's like also Anthony's sort of like, well, it's my job, so. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> so. I think we do that sometimes. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And you're not wrong. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's like good music that just came out. I mean, I saw Robin at um, Madison Square Garden mm. just a couple of months ago, and that was like. I was like dancing from a lot of pain, yeah. a lot of like, just, it hurts and just, just go for it. Have fun. I love her. And I felt like her new album is so good. I don't know. These are all like a year old. <laughs> <laughs> You've been busy. You're getting ready to move. Yeah. Like I'm reading middle sex. It's oh like 20 gosh. years old. <laughs> <laughs> I remember oh. it being good from when I read it a long That's time so ago. so beautiful. I just finished how to write an autobiographical novel by Alexander Chi. That is new. Okay. It's really beautiful. He it's a collection of essays that in whole make up his life. Um cool. There it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Okay. Yeah. I will look for that. How to write an autobiographical novel. Jordan, thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad we also randomly got to squeeze this in before you leave town. But Me too. It's the perfect time. Wonderful. Because I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Good night.
Thank you for listening to the Compass Podcast. If you find these conversations valuable to your life as an artist and would like to support the ongoing production of The Compass, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash thecompasspodcast. Pledges start at as little as $1 a month. You'll get access to bonus content and anything you can give would be greatly appreciated. Also, if you have a moment, please rate or review in iTunes. Every little bit helps other listeners to find the podcast. I'd like to thank the following people for their generosity. The Compass cover art is by Kim Miller, music by Brandon Spieth, audio assistance from Nick Choksi, and a special thanks to Frankie J. Alvarez. See you next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.